Analog button. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hi guys. Uh, welcome back to Debacle. Uh, today we are joined by Ellie Kelsall. Hello. And yeah, I hope you guys get something out of this. So yeah. Uh, so when did shame spiraling become a big part of your life? <laughs> <laughs> when did it become a daily activity? Um, no, um, yeah. So I want to talk to you today about ideas and because I know we are both very much sort of we want to be very very original with the content that we produce Mm. um, and how to sort of deal with having ideas that aren't completely original or sort of having this idea but then finding out that somebody else has done it kind of before you yeah Um, and yeah how you sort of go about dealing with that mentally not very well turns (laughs) out yeah I guess it's really difficult in like being in university where there are three or four photography courses and everyone's like trying to do the same thing or trying to do different things and it's like so difficult to be original and to like try and think of something different um but like but especially especially on our course where it's so difficult to be different when like everyone's inspiration is from everybody else especially like within crits and stuff yeah um but yeah, I don't think, like, there's really much you can do to be 100% original. Everyone's just got their own different and unique way of, like, tackling something. Like, obviously, I've been, like, showing spiraling a lot this term because I've been doing something to do with space. And you have done a lot, done a lot to do with space, especially last year or last term. So, like, having very similar projects has, like, got me very angsty because I'm like, I don't want to step on anyone's toes or like yeah. produce any work that might be like seen as like copying or anything like that yeah um but like you've just got to take the sort of angle of even if you've got the same subject matter you will do it differently even if it's like yeah just slightly differently or a different approach you've just got to yeah yeah I, yeah no, things 100 percent original anymore no which is sad so but yeah, no, I, I completely get that. Everybody's got a different brain. Everybody thinks about things completely differently. So like by default, you're going to have a completely different project um, yeah. to sort of anyone else doing the same kind of subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It's almost like, because I have a real, di- a real problem with coming up with an original idea because it's original. I don't know if it's good or if it's okay. So it's really hard because you'll then see somebody else who's done something similar or done something um that you think is like the correct way of doing it and then you you sort of mold your idea to that because you think oh you know they've done that and that looks good and that's like they've got praise for that so you think oh okay I should like mold my idea around like or, or shape it because that's already done well um it's like especially my project at the moment because I've never I haven't seen someone else doing it I don't know if it's right or if it like will work and that's why you sort of like that's why I sort of get into like shame spiraling I'm wanting to change my idea all the time because yeah. I'm like I don't know I don't have that reassurance that what I'm doing is good yeah I yeah and also being on because we're both on press and ed photography um and both of our ideas are sort of they aren't as documentary as sort of we've been used to in the past years in terms um so doing projects that are very kind of uh, fantastical where they're quite ambiguous and you're not really documenting something that's like has hard evidence trying to sort of navigate your way through making something that's actually going to be graded well 
on a course that's supposed to be hard documentary and you're doing something that's just not that. I think there's also like the battle of, is this actually right? Is this going to be graded okay? Is it what they're looking for? And sort of, I think that all sort of comes into it as well. Um, I don't know, how have you sort of told yourself that I just need to do this, like whether it's graded well or not? Um, well, I haven't. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the issue, um, especially like this last year, because yeah, in first and second year, it was we, we didn't have a lot of freedom with what content we could produce it was very much like we had a certain structure that we needed to, did to produce like a certain photo series or we had to do like a, like magazine pages or produce a multimedia piece like there was quite a lot of structure as to what we had to produce and why we had to produce it and now it's now it's difficult because beforehand I, I would just do it it was like this is what you had to do and you just did it and even if like you weren't 100% invested, you're doing it for the course and you're doing it because you thought that that was the right thing to do. Uh, and that even though you weren't enjoying it at the moment, it would lead you to enjoying it eventually or something like that. And it got to this year and it was like, I suddenly realised that actually I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do like documentary stuff. I wasn't like really that interested in it or I realised I didn't want to be a press nerd photographer essentially so now we got to this stage where it's like you can do pretty much whatever you want um just go and do it and it's like well for the past two years <laughs> I've been telling myself I want to do documentary stuff and now I don't know what I want to do and yeah you just get into this weird stage we're both doing like conceptual projects now and it's like we've never done a conceptual project before so trying to get like really good marks on something that you've never really done before it's like oh, oh you know watching other people <laughs> is this allowed is this allowed <laughs> like watching other people who have been really consistent with what they like doing yeah um and are doing really well at it it's hard to sort of see their projects going so well because they've been doing the same thing for you know two or three years and you're doing something completely different yeah. you've never done before and trying to be on the same level as someone who's been doing it for a couple of years now it's like yeah, it's it's tough because yeah. third year everyone's doing such different things. You just can't compare yourself to anyone anymore. Yeah, yeah, especially looking at sort of certain people on our course who have worked for Guardian, and you're just I don't know. Last term, I really compared myself to those people, and I was just like, oh my god, I, they're working for newspapers. They're kind of going places, and I'm doing a project on Mars, and like a footprint on a piece of sand that looks kind of like the moon because I'm doing my dissertation on conspiracy theories and it's sort of and then there are people kind of doing real world stories and problems that actually impact other people and I'm just doing this thing for me mm. I think that was sort of a big yeah a, a big sort of mental problem that you have to sort of overcome and go everybody's different like literally everybody's doing completely different work and it it, it all matters just the all the same amount I think but what do you think you're going to do after uni? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure. I know I definitely want to go... I definitely want to be in the creative industry, obviously, because um, I don't have the intellect to go anywhere else. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure. I think I'd quite like to go into, like, um, directing of some kind, like art directing or, um, like, on film sets or something like that. Um, but... Definitely, I won't become a photographer. Not because I don't enjoy it, just because I don't have in this like in this industry, I don't have the knack 
and the ambition to be a photographer like you you would know by now like you see people on press and ed you see people on ba like who have taken the initiative to go out and like make contacts and um go and do these like these documentary style projects and who have like done try to get the work experience and you can see when you like sort of through the reflection on yourself and you go well you know it's not because i'm not trying it's because i just don't that's just not what I want to do. And if, if I wanted to do it, I would have done it by now. Like, I used to think that, oh, it's because I'm not good enough. And it's like, no, well, I've, I've got the effort and like, I've got the initiative. I just haven't got it for that thing anymore. So that's why I'm not doing that. And it's like, um, I'm sure that once I finish university and I find what I want to do, then I will put all my effort into that. Um, but it's just not photography, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I can't work out, use a camera, don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say has been your biggest failure so far at university, work-wise or personal-wise? Uh, biggest failure. First thing that comes into your head. Uh, <laughs> is it bad? That <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've had no failures. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a gold star record this whole time. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god, my my mind's just gone completely blank like, because <laughs> because I, I I there's just lots of little things, isn't it? it just builds up. Mm. Um, I don't know. I would say because it's it's not like oh like a certain project. I would say like my biggest sort of failure or ongoing failure is my lack of confidence in like what I do because especially this term, this last term, I've started and stopped so many different projects and so many different ideas. And I just haven't stuck with anything and I just don't have the confidence or the will to stick with anything. And like that needs to stop, essentially. It really does. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did you say your biggest failure was? Yeah, it's a difficult question. It really is. <laughs> I haven't, <laughs> I'm just like dishing out the hard questions, yeah. <laughs> like watching people squirm and then haven't thought about it myself. Biggest failure, um, probably not paying attention, um, especially in first year. I just fucked about. I didn't do anything really sort of to yeah, but no one better myself. Some people did though. You see people now in first year really, really trying hard. And it just, I just didn't care. I just wanted, I wanted a friend group. That's what I wanted. I wanted to like feel as though I belong to people. Like I belong to a group of friends because I'm such an extrovert that I need it. I need people to feel like, my creativity, obviously, like, I mean, being an only child, I definitely need my alone time. Like, I I need my time to recharge, but I love being around people. And coming to university and not having that straight away really, really impacted me, like, and really impacted on my work quite a lot. Mm. Um, and I think my biggest failure is focusing too much on that and not focusing on the work. Or well, that's what I'd say. And probably last term was great because I did a project on Mars and I did a project on taking cameras apart because I want to be a repairer now. And I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd seen that in first and second year, but I didn't. And now I'm only making work that I like now. And I kind of disagree disregard everything that I did in first and second year it's, it's just so it's so difficult to see like my dad's constantly talking to me about how nothing really matters at my at my age like 
you know, if you if you listen to like all the all our tutors who have given us these um, these presentations about their lives, and it's just like nothing super like important to their work happens to them at our age. Yeah. Like very few of them talked about university at all, and it's like <laughs> that's that's been a problem for me. Like um, having this huge existential crisis this term, where I've been like, wow, I don't want to be a photographer anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't like what am I supposed to do this term if I don't have any ambition anymore for this for this subject? Like, how am I supposed to create um, if I don't have the ambition to do it anymore? And it's like, it's just... No no one knew what they wanted to do in first year. Like, I thought... I thought... Because I've come from such a, a structural background. Because I was never really, like, hugely intellectual when I was younger. Like, I didn't... Before year nine... I was like bottom class of everything because I just didn't care. I didn't care about learning. I just, you know, I, I liked playing and sports and stuff and I didn't care about intellectual stuff. So it wasn't until year nine where I was like, oh, I have to actually like revise and stuff for GCSEs that I realised that I was good at like my work ethic was good. And I was working so much harder than all my friends because they got things more naturally. Like I, I remember being so annoyed at my um, my friend Azuki because he was literally A-star everything and he revised like maybe two weeks for his like GCSEs where I was revising like good two months beforehand like to try and get everything and it was like, and he came out with A-stars and I came out with like, you know, Bs and Cs. Like it was, from, from like a young age, like I had, I knew exactly like what I wanted to do from like A-level being like, okay, right, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a photographer. Okay, so I need to go to a university that gets me that degree and once I've got that degree, I will go do work experience and I will go do this and that and it's like, I thought, I see everything as like I don't know as like as like very structural things nothing seems fluid that it was like I was going to go to university and get this degree and it's like I'm shook thoroughly shook that I've gone to this university spent all this money and like I thought I would just learn how to be a professional photographer and it was like that's not happened I haven't like that's no I'd say that's probably my biggest failure is the fact that I haven't I I haven't got the the technical skills. I just don't. I just don't pick things up. And it's not because I I reckon if I properly tried, I would. But I just don't have the interest. Like I still pick up my camera now and like shoot a lot of the stuff I do on program mode because I just can't. I just can't like. I'm just, I'm too busy thinking about the subject matter and the like how it's gonna look and like what kind of content it is then how like technically it's going to work. So that's how I know I'm not going to become a press photographer because I don't like all the technical stuff and all that stuff. I just don't, I don't get it. Mm. So it's kind of shaking me that I've got to this point and I'm like literally four weeks away from the end of university. And not only do I not want to be a press net photographer anymore, I don't have the skill set to be a photographer and I don't know what I want to do now. And it's like, God, am I any better from where I was when I started? <laughs> I don't know. I... I think university definitely helps helps you even if you don't get sort of like the technical yeah. side of things. I've learned so much, not just about photography, but also about me as a person, me as a creative, me as somebody in society, all of this kind of thing. And I think you learn a lot of life lessons. Sort of, as, I mean, especially being sort of five hours away from home, um, right at the end of literally like half an hour away from Land's End. Um, and a half. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't drive, so. Um, but being in like the seaside town, completely away from everyone, I I don't know. 
just the life lessons that you learn. But I mean, I think I'm completely the opposite to you in the fact that I pick up the technical side pretty well and pretty easily, but that's because I have an interest in it. But the conceptual side and ideas and things come, they just don't come to me as easily and fluidly. And thinking about how things look just doesn't really, it, it just doesn't, fit into my brain I don't know I don't know how to explain it but like you're very much conceptual side and this is how it looks this links with this and this is how this is supposed to look and people will feel like this when they look at this and I just can't I just photograph things that like I'll be the book that I'm reading currently has inspired so much of what I've wanted to do at the moment and like every every book that I read sort of just shows where my head is at I think it's like when I was in college um I sort of (laughs) exclusively read um true crime and forensic books and I wanted to be a forensic photographer or like most of the way through college and it's it's weird how it's sort of like it shows where I where I am about what I'm reading and what do you forensic photographer yeah I wanted to that's gnarly (laughs) I wanted to photograph like limbs and dead bodies I wanted to photograph limbs (laughs) (laughs) my god so yeah that's definitely changed now yeah Um, because you went from I want to photograph limbs to your Mars project where you literally stood in the shadow and threw your coat up and your bag (laughs) to make you look like an astronaut and that got you like hella marks like you're doing the right stuff okay you're having a good time uh no one wants to see limbs. No one's about that. Uh, I mean, I want to see I limbs. I want to see limbs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just dead fingernails and stuff like that. Uh, wait, are fingernails ever actually alive? Yeah, because they've got to grow. What constitutes a living thing? Uh, I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with face. <laughs> <laughs> got me there. Uh, I'm sorry. Anything else? Um, <laughs> anything else? What's the process of of you going through shame spiraling to sort of like coming out of it and getting motivation again to actually produce work? Like, how does that, what motions do you go through to sort of like hoik yourself out of this Um, like horrible headspace? Usually involves a cup of tea. Um, (laughs) Just one? uh, Quite a few. (laughs) Uh, Shotting them in the kitchen. Um, No, I think... It's so difficult because you... Oh, I don't know about everyone else. I'm sure everyone goes to the same thing. But you just get in this, like... Especially with me. Because, like, motivation is such an important part. And once you get to this, like, hopelessness thing where it's like your idea isn't good enough or something's gone wrong and it's not going to work out. I, I consider myself quite a rational person. Like, when it goes back to, like, my sort of... my sort of under underground thing with structure like I'm quite level-headed when it comes to work I like to think well I used to be at least um I was very rational with how things worked and if it was like oh something if a project hasn't gone right or like a shoot hasn't gone right I've been like okay this hasn't gone right how can I fix it what's the next step like I got that from my mum definitely like I I don't I didn't used to get like so emotional about things. I was very sort of just rational about it. And now it's like, because beforehand I was doing it because it just needed to be done. The reason I'm getting so emotional about it this term is because it's not, because it doesn't, I don't have to be doing it. I, I don't 
this isn't what I want to do for my job, or at least I don't know what I want to do for my job. So I get into this whole existential crisis thing. So especially this term, I've got in such a dark place because I thought, like, if something didn't go right, it was like, well, I couldn't beforehand when something wasn't going right. I could be like, okay, that's fine. Um, just do the next thing. What what do what do you have to do to get this to work? And now I'm like, I don't know what I have to do to get this to work. Why am I doing this? Like you know, is this right? Because there's no structure to this term at all. I don't know what's right. I don't have anything to, I don't have any sort of like rope to cling onto anymore because nothing is right and nothing is wrong. And it's like, that's so hard for me. I don't have anything to hold on to. Um, that's why I keep repeating myself. Um, that's fine. But yeah, so I just, you know, the smallest thing goes wrong. And it's like, I don't know what to, I don't, I don't know what to do. So I just like get into this place where, usually I would go I would have you know I would freak out for about like half an hour or so and then I would sort of calm myself down go downstairs make myself a cup of tea or like go do something else to distract myself and like to calm down and to like reevaluate. and now it's like that's that that stage of trying to get yourself out where you're trying to reevaluate, um which I used to find quite easy it's like well I'm I myself can't reevaluate anymore because I'm not like in a rational headspace with with it. So I've been calling my mum a lot recently. I never used to. I never used to do that. Never used to have to do that. But now it's like I need somebody, somebody else to tell me because I can't in my, my that that sort of box in my brain which would work these things out doesn't have the material to do it anymore. So um, I guess dealing with it, I would say um, most of the time, if you if if it's like a rational problem you can just you can just sort of take yourself away from whatever's causing you this grief and even if that's like okay I need to take a day or I need to like just go to bed early or go on a walk or something like that then that's the best way because it's all in the mind and you have to you have to turn it off and turn it back on again um but if you physically can't if, if it's like not a rational thing or if it's like to do with mental health and you physically don't know how to fix it, then that needs to be like a, not only do you need a cup of tea, but you need a cup of tea with somebody else. Um, or in our case, a coffee at least six times a day. Or an Irish coffee, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Sort of like, you've always been this person that you're always just so highly motivated and like, you'll have an idea in the morning and then we'll like check back in with each other. And then like by one o'clock you've sent 12 emails to like different people and you've organized like three shoots and stuff. And then like, I think this term where you've sort of been thinking about um, sort of after uni and you've sort of been overthinking things and you sort of like couldn't, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, I don't know, you've just, you've always been this highly motivated person and then like struggling this term where you sort of just weren't in the right headspace and you didn't have your idea sort of like down. It was just, it was just like weird to see. I don't know. Cause like you've always been yeah. someone who kind of just gets on with it. And because you were so in your head about things and like dealing oh. with things like mentally and like your mental health, it was just like really weird to see, but yeah, I, I, think... I guess like that was what the thing with the, like the starting with the new projects was, was 
yeah, like I would consider, my, yeah, I would consider myself like a low key, like workaholic because once I know what I'm doing, I just work. I just work like a steam train, and that's what got me through first and second year. Is because we were given it was almost we were given a brief, and it was like just do it, and I did because that's you know even if I wasn't like super keen on whatever we were doing, I just it just needed to be done. And like, I, I guess like I used to be like, oh, I've got nothing. I'm so down. I've got nothing from university. Like I'm not going to be a photographer. So I guess I'll just like, because I've learned nothing. And that's not true. Like, um, it, it's funny. We're so different in the sense that, oh, sorry, um, that you could, you consider yourself an extrovert. I consider myself a complete introvert. I remember my first lecture, Dave like struts in and he's just like, <laughs> lol if you don't like people you're not supposed to be on this course and I'm like okay I'll, I'll pack my bags then because <laughs> I'm not a people person at all I don't like you know I like my alone time and I just am quite independent um, and I thought that would you know that'd be really like such a problem and it's like it is in a way that I don't I don't want to like be I, think, I guess I want to be a photographer because I did you know I like doing my own things but I do just sit down and but I've never had a problem getting getting access or like emailing people like in, in first year I used to get so like caught up on like emailing someone I would spend hours like trying to construct an email and now like I come up with an idea and it's like okay right and I've like emailed seven people in like 10 minutes and like I'm waiting for like replies and like setting up and like I can I can do that I can set things up but I get so anxious actually like going through with things. And that's why I've, I I wanted to do a, um, for the people who don't know, um, I wanted to do a set design. I was really like interested in doing set design um, for this term because I loved like um, Tim Walker and um, like Gregory Cruz and Alex Prager. These are like people whose work I'm like, I love fiction and I like, like cinematic lighting and stuff like that. I'm like super fictitious with that, but like, because I'm so bad technically, I just don't, these things don't come to me. I don't think like things just don't work out in my head. I got, I, I could set up, I could work out how to get things and like who I had to contact and stuff like that. But I was so nervous about actually taking the photograph and making sure that it came out. Like the set, the set, um, the sets that I did last year, like even though I got the photo, technically they're bad. They're out of focus, like they're not well lit. Like um, they're just, there was so much editing that had to be put into them to make them look even slightly okay. And it's like, yeah. They look great. I think that's one person's opinion, <laughs> um, but yeah. You're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, we are very different in that aspect. I remember when um, we had to do the 12-part portfolio and um, I was I just emailing people. I think it's just not talking to people face to face I get really worried about because um I like seeing people's sort of IRL uh sort of reactions to things and emailing people I can't fully get across what I want to say because so much of me speaking is like with my hands and my facial expressions and how I say things you are 95% gestures I literally am (laughs) um uh and not people not seeing that I get really, really worried about. So I remember when I was like, I don't know what to do about sport because, I mean, I hate sport anyway and photographing it is just like not the one. And you were like, oh, just email um, the CSM ladies hockey team um, and see if you can shoot a fixture. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And like, I don't know, just psyching myself up to email them to ask them if I could do it. Just, 
I really got into myself. It's just, I don't know, just emailing people, talking on the phone, brilliant. Like, then they can sort of see how I am as a person. Um, and I like to think that I'm quite sympathetic, like, when I speak and... Mm. Um, I don't know. and But, like, emailing people, I just just don't don't like it I really don't so yeah and whereas you're like completely the opposite and yeah. I don't know like I find emailing people to fix up something versus actually going there to take the shoot like to take the photos and do the shoot I find the shoot a lot easier than actually getting around to emailing people so, oh, yeah I, 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 I see all the setup and everything like I I think it, anything that I've like prided myself on, like from university, it's all the setups of stuff, yeah. like getting access to things, like the actual shoots and stuff. I'm like, eh, they're all right, <laughs> they're not amazing. Like I don't think it's like incredibly good work. But when I think about like getting access to things, like in first year, getting like um, doing the like um, the working dogs and stuff, I got access to like the fire department and like I drove in a police car. And then second year, um, going all the way to York to follow like follow this circus. Um, like I, I like in a like two month long email stream with this with this guy from Paulo Circus and then like um, actually meeting with him and being like oh I only met with you because you like were constant with like trying to get in contact and it turns out you're a farmer student so um, and I'm from like Newquay so we've got that connection there and it's like actually talking to people and like getting them to trust you and to like um, yeah like actually getting places and doing stuff like I think. I excel at and um I I got that in um first year for the um Plymouth one day shoot and um I remember coming back from that and I had got access to um the New Palace Theatre which is this derelict theatre in Plymouth um and I got like was able to go in there and take photos and like meet the people who were doing work there when I got back it was like showing Dave the photos and I just remember like I don't know anything he actually said about the photos all I remember him saying was like wow like cool you got you actually got into there how did you get into there him asking like how I got access as opposed to like I mean I'm sure the photos were like okay but like I don't remember anything he said about those he just like the fact that he, he was like you know a lot of people had just gone out and taken taken like street photography or like I remember like um being with my mates then they were just taking photos of buildings and stuff because that's all they could like you know think of at the time it's like yeah. you know I don't know yeah because that's all I did I like did um what did I do oh yeah my my <laughs> it's actually the um the initiating failure that happened yeah. was yeah I photographed uh basically the Drake's Island uh, and like the mystery or sort of like the myth that there's a tunnel going from Plymouth Hoe to Drake's Island. Um, and I tried to photograph sort of like something that alluded to it actually being real. Um, but yeah, have you ever considered being a producer? Um, I don't know, because you saw me flounder this term with trying to get the fucking, um, sorry, beep, um, <laughs> trying to get the uh, sofa on this beach thing. Like, <sighs> It's kind of frustrating because I got so far with it. I got to the point where I literally had, like, I went into the um, Cornish, um, the uh, Cornwall charity shop where they had the sofas. I literally, like, I met face to face with Andy and he was like, yeah, you know, we can, um, we can, you can choose a sofa. Like, that's cool. We'll literally take you, well, we've got a courier service and we'll charge you like 15 pounds because you're a student, like, to get it there and back for like a couple of hours. I emailed, like, um, the beach cafe and got, like, um, got their permission to like plug in like my lamp and I had I had 
everything all sorted, but I completely floundered when it came to actually like doing it because I was so worried that I would like about the weather and like the sand getting on the sofa and like I couldn't if like whatever happened to, if anything bad happened to the sofa like it rained or anything like that I wouldn't be able to pay for, I wouldn't be able to afford to like pay for the sofa and like even if I did pay for the sofa where would I put it like I ain't I ain't got nowhere to put it and stuff like that like I can I can work a lot of things out but I don't know um that's what a producer is though you just work things out you do like the you get into places and then you sort of like pass it off drink a lot of on, coffee as well yeah sense. I don't know um we'll see we'll, we'll see yeah i'll check back in uh 10 years oh uh, yeah yeah hell yeah send you an email <laughs> yeah. i uh won't reply to it <laughs> <laughs> i'll shame spoil after that email <laughs> uh yeah okay decent um for the people listening we're putting our thumbs up um <laughs> and smiling awkwardly each other <laughs> well that just uh that's, like wow debunked <laughs> it's like trying i'm to... actually reading from a placard she's holding up yeah. uh, it's all scripted <laughs> yeah. yeah wow um <laughs> explaining jokes i love that um excellent or should i say excellent uh sorry <laughs> right um thank you for listening um uh, yeah, thanks for listening to us embarrassing ourselves. Mm. And um, I hope you got something out of this. Sorry, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not posting this because of that. So. Okay, cool. It's yeah. 18 plus strictly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Cheers. <laughs>